0: You're listening to Confidently Beautiful with Sierra, a podcast to help you stay confidently beautiful because we all have confidence inside us. We just need to bring it out and I'm here to show you how. Body image, dreams, parenting style, personality, and more. Here we cover it all. Get ready to stay confidently beautiful. Hello and welcome to another podcast episode. I'm so excited because I have my very first interview. So forgive me if it's a little bit bumpy, but this is going to be really fun as I interview my friend Kim. It's um, my very first guest on the podcast. I wanted to talk with Kim because she has something that's I think really, really important that should be talked about a little bit more and um, something that is really Um, near and dear to my heart, as I have kind of mentioned in other episodes, and I hope that it can help you if any of you are struggling with this in any way. Kim, I will let you introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little bit about your family, and then if you want to tell us about your postpartum experience.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be able to share my story and be able to um, hopefully connect with some people who need to hear this. My name is Kim. I'm from Southern Utah as well. I have been married for almost nine years. I have three girls. Um, My last is a a little foster baby that we took in a couple months ago. And that's been a really cool experience. Um, So right now I am in the thick of motherhood with three little kids. But in the past, I have done cosmetology and done a a baking business that I just recently took a break from to take care of this foster baby. I love the outdoors. I love meeting new people. I love talking about hard subjects. (laughs) So this will be fun. (laughs) That's why we're here. Yep. (laughs) Yes. um, And I just, I... I have a passion for just mental health and specifically postpartum anxiety and depression. So, yeah. Any other questions? No, I think that's
0: perfect. So to start, can you tell us a little bit about your postpartum experience, specifically with your oldest, but um, maybe all of your experiences in general? I'd love to. So kind of just like
1: staging it a little bit. Starting in kind of my late teens, early 20s, I feel like depression wasn't really talked about, but kind of it was still pretty kind of taboo. Um, Social media wasn't like huge. I certainly was not educated in any of it. And I thought depression, anxiety was just being sad or overthinking things. I'm just really glad that I moved on from that mindset and I have personal experience with it now. Looking back, I think that I had some form of depression as a teen and I would have flare ups or triggers here and there. When I got pregnant at the age of 26 with my first, I really didn't think about postpartum depression, but my husband and I went to some, like those prep classes they have at the hospital to help prepare you for the baby. And one had talked about the needs of the mom and mentioned depression and what to watch for. And I remember thinking, okay, I've had depression in the past. I've had triggers like I, I'll know what to watch for. They talked about baby blues for those first two weeks and you know what to watch for after that. And I feel like postpartum depression and anxiety looks different for everybody. I was constantly overwhelmed. I was feeling no value in motherhood. I, I wanted my old life back. I remember people always talking about, and maybe this is just from the movies, but I remember people saying, oh, when they lay that baby on your chest, it's going to be so magical. Your life's going to change. There's going to be a bond like no other. And I didn't have any of that. I did not experience like the love at first sight with my child. It was probably about six to nine months before I started feeling a connection and saw a glimpse of that motherhood that you hear. I was so unprepared for that fourth trimester, as they call it. And every day I just feel like I was so overwhelmed and I would just cry and be like I can't do this I can't take care of myself how am I supposed to take care of a baby and she was such a good baby I relied on my mom a lot and me and my mom weren't close at the time but I remember feeling like I just I need someone to be there with me every step of the way she would come over and she would take the baby and I would take care of myself or take a nap or just go cry whatever I needed to do I remember um, having some really hard days and weeks and months. And I would say it was probably about four months postpartum. I had started going to physical therapy for a wrist problem. They had kind of done a little bit of damage with an IV attempt anyways. And so my wrist was having, I was having a lot of pain and that was kind of just the cherry on top because I was cutting hair at the time. And if I didn't have like a wrist that was working well, I was feeling like I wouldn't be able to do my job. That was scary for me. And also, you know, trying to decorate cakes here and there I was like this is I need my hands <laughs> yeah it's a little hard to do one hand yeah. or without your hands <laughs> I feel like a doctor like they have to be careful because they need their hands yes um, anyway so that was that was just an extra stress I was going to physical therapy twice a week and doing my you know working I'd gone back to work um, and I was just feeling so numb you know nothing really sparked joy I I lost interest in the things that I used to like doing. And so I ended up calling my doctor, and they were able to get me right in. And I just kind of told them how I was feeling. And I told them that I wanted to try therapy out. And so I found a therapist that um, someone else had recommended. And that's kind of really when things started to shift. And um, I feel like my life really started to change. I had gone from a full time working career person um, that was so involved in my job and gave it all my all, you know, 150% every day to being on maternity leave alone with a baby who couldn't talk to me yeah, it's and like, tell me I was doing a good job. Not much social interaction from a baby. Yeah and just I don't know like I'm I have the personality where I need that feedback I crave that feedback you know I want to do better and stuff and so it was really hard for me having a baby that I mean I feel like I was failing but that baby couldn't talk to me you know and if they cried I don't know what's wrong with them you know yeah. it's like they need to eat poop whatever I don't know so <laughs> that it was just a really hard time it was a big adjustment for me for sure and it's something you
0: can prepare for but you just don't know until you're in it exactly. you know um well and I think what you said where she was such a good baby like it do, it shows like it doesn't matter what kind of baby you have like what their personality or their temperament is like you may just have this postpartum experience and it's just something that some people have to walk through Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of going off that, like
1: I said before, um, I feel like postpartum depression and anxiety is so different uh, for every single person. And I was just so tired. I was overwhelmed. I was irritable, angry. There's just so many emotions that I really just didn't know how to process. My therapist ended up telling me that she's like, you have postpartum depression and anxiety. And I was like, okay, so now what? Does this go away when the baby gets older? Like, what what do we do? Mm -hmm. And I... I remember like being so anti-medication. Like I was like, that is not, I don't need that, you know? And again, it was probably just because I was uneducated and it just hadn't really been talked about. I told her that I really wanted to try, you know, other options first, um, but that ultimately like I had hit so many lows i was like i I really need to get a handle on this obviously we had like worked through like emotions and she really helped me process this major change that i had experienced from going from a full-time career working every day to being on maternity leave and i was just i i had a hard time processing those emotions and that huge change but the biggest thing i remember that she taught me was the foundational five and i actually still use this today she talks about these five things that you really need to look at and i was honestly shocked when she told me because i was like wait what like i knew them but it was like oh okay I, i guess i need to do these things first thing was sleep She's like, how much sleep are you getting? And I'm like, well, I have a newborn. Like, (laughs) what what do you think? (laughs) But I had, I had taken the taking care of babies uh, course. And I feel like that was a huge, huge game changer. So if you have a newborn that's not sleeping,
0: she literally is like yeah. a wonder <laughs> okay. worker. I was like, I, I, I'm, yes. I hope that you know her. Yeah. Oh my so gosh, Any moms yes. out there? Yeah. I wish I had her for my other two. I did her with my last baby, and if I had had her for my other two, it would have made such a difference. So yeah, yes. for sure. I feel Shout like we have so many,
1: so many resources out there, and we just we got to use them. Sleep was a big thing for me. I needed sleep to function. When I didn't get that sleep, I was just so tired. I couldn't function. I was irritable. All the things. So sleep was a big thing. And that doesn't mean it has to be at night if you're getting up with the baby, like take a nap later, you know, sleep when the baby sleeps. The next thing was sunshine. My therapist really recommended that I get out every day. That doesn't mean I have to go on a run. That didn't mean I have to go on a walk. I just need to get outside and get some sunshine. And the next was water, nutrition, I need to make sure that I was drinking enough water. And with my first, I had really struggled with um, like a breastfeeding journey. From the beginning, that wasn't something that I really was interested in. But everyone always asks you, oh, are you going to breastfeed? You know, like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so you're like, okay, I guess I'll try. Like, I don't know. Like pressure. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to try because I'm the type of person I always want to give it a shot. But it was just really not working for us, not working for the baby, not working for me. So I ultimately ended up exclusively pumping. And now looking back, I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's like, how did I do that? 10 times harder than just <laughs> <Yeah>. nursing. <laughs> so I exclusively pumped. So of course, water was a huge thing. Like you got to drink so much. So I felt like pretty solid in the water category. And next was nutrition. Um She really encouraged me to... Make sure that I was getting the good whole foods in my body um, for myself and then obviously because I was pumping for the baby. And the last was exercise and I put slash movement. I think some people, when they hear the word exercise, they're immediately like, oh, exercise. But honestly, it's just moving your body. That means doing whatever you like to do to move your body. If you like to dance, dance. If you like to walk, walk. If you love to run, go on a run. Whatever you need to do to move your body. So that's kind of the foundational five. So she would work with me on sleep, sunshine, water, nutrition, and movement. And I knew if I got those things down that I would be fine. And I totally was. And it and it wasn't overnight. It was overwhelming that first day. I was like, how am I supposed to do all these things? Like, again, I can't even take care of myself for my baby. Um, but I just started little by little. You know, I would go outside and just sit in the sun. I would take my water with me. I would have one fruit, you know, whatever I needed to do um, to just kind of start those little habits. I did end up going and getting on an antidepressant. And I feel like for me, that was one of the best choices, even though I was so hesitant at first. I you know, consulted with my doctor and my therapist to see what would be the best option for me. And I know it's a journey because there are so many out there and it is hard to find the right one for you. Um, but for me, it definitely was life changing. I'm still on it today and I probably will be forever.
0: And I'm okay with that because I'm a better mom because of it. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, I know I I just went to my doctor and I, I am happily on an anxiety med and <laughs> I sometimes would like experiment and not take it because he was like, are you still taking your anxiety meds regularly? I'm like, well, Kind of. And like, I was like, sometimes I don't take it. And he's like, why do you not take it? I was like, I don't know, because I feel like I don't need it. And I was, he's like, and then how do you feel? I was like, well, then I'm miserable. And he's like, do you like being miserable? And I'm like, no, I don't. He's like, then take your anxiety then. I'm like, okay. So I think it's like so much more of a mental thing sometimes too with meds. It's like you just have to like break through it. Like it's okay. Like if it helps, then take it. If it doesn't help, then you can find other options.
1: No, I totally agree with that. There was this one particular really hard day and I ended up calling my brother. I think he was at a conference in Florida. He's a pediatric dentist. And anyways, I was like, hey, do you have a minute? And he's like, uh, I'm kind of in the middle of something. I was like, well, I really need you. And So he <laughs> stopped out. Thankfully, he's the best. But anyways, we were talking about and I just remember so clearly him saying medication is not bad. Like it's there for a reason. It can be used for good. So if that's what's holding you back, like just give it a chance. And so that I think I just needed someone else to just be like, it's okay. And I was like, okay, I'll try. And it really has been life-changing. And I would totally be a different person without it. That's the beginning of my journey where I really had to just kind of um, look inward and feel the feelings I was feeling and know it was okay to get help um, because I wanted to be the best mom for myself and be the best version of myself. And and I got there for sure. I just want to add that each baby is going to be so different. Um, I had such a hard time with my first baby and I really expected that to be the same with my second. I got pregnant with my second during kind of the COVID craziness and so I had actually upped my anxiety and depression medication my first trimester because it was like at the height of just the unknown and craziness of the world. And I was having a really hard first trimester with that, um, but things got a lot better. And when I had my baby, it was a completely different experience. I actually did really feel that bond when they like laid her on my chest, and I like, it was just a totally different experience. And I think that's because I had already got the help and healed from that other, um, you know, postpartum depression with my first baby and I was maybe you know on medication and and each baby is so different I was really good for probably about six months and then I think that I kind of slipped into that postpartum depression anxiety again and this time more anxiety I remember going back to therapy um just shortly before I really really noticed it I remember my I talking to my therapist and I said I thought I was like doing so good And here we are six months and, you know, like all these things, this is how I'm feeling. And she's like, you know what? You could have probably had this the whole time, but because you had those tools in your toolbox from your first baby, you, you were able to work through it and, um, you know, recognize your emotions and use your support system, the foundational five. And so you really, you were able to navigate it. Um, and now, you know, we're just talking through, you know, how you're feeling with this baby. And I feel like my second child, it was a lot more anxiety versus the first was a lot more depression. I was just anxious about everything second second time around. Um, so it's just important. Like every baby's gonna be different and you may not have it at all. You may have it with one and not any of the others. Um, I've talked to so many moms and their their every story is so unique. So, um, If you've had it one baby, it may not be the same the next. And if you haven't had it, you may have it. So it's just good to be educated and aware.
0: I think that's really good. and. I would imagine that since you had it pretty severely with your first, you were probably nervous for the second. Hearing that, probably if there are any of you listening out there who have one and maybe have experienced this with their first and maybe are considering having more kids but are nervous for that, take that as a little bit of comfort that it may not be that way. It might be, but if you can work through it and you know the tools that you can do to to help yourself get through it, then hopefully that will be a little bit of a comfort to you. What advice do you have for moms as they prepare for postpartum stage, whether it's their first baby or their fifth baby? What do you have any advice for them? Absolutely. Um, So I think
1: communication is essential with your doctor, with yourself, with your husband or partner. You guys are all on the same team. When you have that clear communication with your doctor, even leading up before you even have the baby, you know, if you have worries, just just tell Um, whoever your doctor is, voice your concerns. Say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What is your opinion? Another piece of advice is to know the difference between baby blues and postpartum depression. I think baby blues is pretty common. I had it really bad with my first, but I didn't have it at all with my second. So each baby can be different as well. Um, Baby blues usually lasts about two weeks and then it will kind of start to taper. But that postpartum depression, if it continues, then that's That's where you need to kind of do a little self-check and realize maybe you do need some help. Another thing that I would recommend is have a support system in play before giving birth. That's friends, family, neighbors, whoever you can lean on that's going to be there for you. I feel like that you just need a really good support system. And make sure to set boundaries. Say yes to the things that matter most and no to the things that drain you or don't serve you. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else, so make sure your yes is what you want it to be. Um, another piece of advice is: I think it's great to take a social media break if you need. Some people love posting right after they have a baby, and you know it's great to share that great news and stuff like that. But it's okay to take a break after that. I feel like you're such in like a lack of sleep stage too <laughs> in the beginning, to where sometimes, at least for me, I would get on and and I started to like get in my own head about like the comparison game. And I'd be like, oh, they get to go on this vacation. And I'm sitting here changing poopy diapers, you know? Like, and so if you need, take a social media break and remember that comparison is the thief of joy. If you have a bad, hard mom day, and I'm on social media, it always makes it worse. So I just need to remember that and and get it out of my head because um, it can be so toxic. Um, I did ask my husband if he had advice for other husbands. So hopefully yes, this helps someone. Yes. <laughs> um, so this is what he said. So this was advice for my husband. Um, he said, don't try to fix it and don't take it personal when you can't. I I remember him telling me he wanted so badly to take this away from me, to help me be happier, to help me enjoy motherhood, but it just wasn't something he could fix. And it's not just like a, a one-time fix-it thing. And so he said to be flexible, be prepared for the good days, to go very bad quickly, and a bad day to get worse. He's like, I just really didn't know, like, I just kind of had to get a feeler for how your day was going like when I checked in on you every single time because I just didn't know if it was going to change. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So he was really supportive. Um, And another thing I think is great to do, um, I kind of asked him to do this, but just kind of like be open and ask... um, the husband, ask your wife or partner, or whatever, just on a scale of one to five or one to 10, how they're doing that day, like emotionally, if they're, you know, drained or whatever. I feel like girls can give you a specific number of how they're feeling. <laughs> and then that gives the guys a good idea of kind of the action to take without like feeling guilty or anything like that. So that was kind of his advice. um Yeah, the biggest thing was just
0: don't try to fix it and don't take it personal when you can't. Yeah. That number thing is good because sometimes, at least for me, if I'm feeling really low and feeling in an anxious or depressed stage, then I don't want to necessarily like use a lot of words to explain what I'm feeling because sometimes I don't even know how to put it into words. So I think the number thing is a really good suggestion because then you can kind of just like scale it and um, not have to try and come up with exactly what you're feeling in a way that actually makes sense. (laughs) Absolutely. No, I think it's great. That's perfect advice for expecting moms um, to prepare. And also a lot of that goes along with moms who are maybe already in that hard postpartum stage. But do you have any more advice for moms who may be walking through this really hard time?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just remember to breathe this won't last forever. Even though it feels like there's no end in sight, it won't last forever. It's important to be honest with yourself and how you feel and you deserve it. You are human and I promise you're not alone in this. It's okay to ask for help. I know it's hard and we don't like asking. I for sure didn't like asking. I'm an independent person and I can do everything myself. (laughs) It's okay to ask for help. You have a support system and if you feel like you don't have anyone to reach out to, just try to find one person, one person that you feel like you can connect with and share your feelings, whether that's a family member, a friend, or your spouse. Um, it's really important to have as many people as you can, but even if you just have one, that's okay. Um, ask that person to help you, whatever that help may be. So have dinners brought in, have them come to the dishes, have them come just watch and hold your baby while you take a nap or take a shower. I remember the shower was the best part of my day <laughs> in those like early postpartum days. And even the fourth trimester, I just was like, oh, if I could just take a shower, I'll be so much better. Um, so just ask for help. I know it really is so hard, but... People want to help and they're there to help. So just let them. Um, and the last thing I would say to just have that one person that you can always count on to be checking in on you that can text you and say, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. How are things going? How are you really doing? You know, I feel like you kind of have a script that you tell everyone. They say, hey, how's it going? But sometimes you really just want to unload and that's OK. So have that person that you can do that with. Um And then again, like I said before, just don't compare. Comparison is a thief of joy, and it really just kind of stills that special part of motherhood if you're comparing.
0: That's really good. Thank you so much. One more question. Do you think that your postpartum experience had an effect on your confidence? And if you feel like it did, like, was it a negative effect? Was it a good effect? Or how did you turn it to a good effect if it was negative?
1: I definitely feel like Postpartum my postpartum experience like sucked every bit of confidence out of me. Maybe to the last drop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was a very hard time in my life and that's why I'm so passionate about being open and talking about these hard things because through it I really found me again and I found someone that was I mean, I found me again, but also a new version of myself. You're never the same person after you have a baby. Um, There is so much that changes physically and just emotionally, um, which is all for good. So I really found me again. I found that bond with my child. It definitely did not come easy, um, but I know I can do hard things and so can you. You are powerful, amazing, strong, brave, love, enough and not alone. Remember that on the good days
0: and the bad ones. So good. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm sure it's a hard thing to go back to and think about those times, but I hope that it can help some people who are listening. I like to end all of my interviews, all of my one interview that I've done. <laughs> I like yeah, I like to end my interviews um, with this question. Um, what is one thing you try and do each day to bring out your confidence? It can be anything. For me, I would say complimenting others. When I see
1: something that I love about someone else I make sure that I say it send them a text give them a smile whatever it is and then okay maybe I have two (laughs) the other one is I really try to um, write in my gratitude journal I feel like that really helps me just be thankful and I feel like being thankful has a lot to do with with confidence so yeah
0: that's something that I do every day and i think that your answer right there just shows the kind of person you are. You're just kind and think of others cuz both of those answers were not about yourself. They were you know, <laughs> they were about you just showing gratitude for the world and the, what everything you have and being so kind and giving to other people. That just speaks volumes to who you are. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. I hope that we get to have you on again another time because I know we've kind of talked about some other things that I think you can help our listeners feel more confident in. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. This was a fun first interview, and I'm really glad that I have my first one under my belt because I was a little bit nervous, but (laughs) but I think it turned out awesome. I couldn't have asked for a better person than Kim, and I'm excited to talk to you guys again next week. We're going to kind of carry on this anxiety and depression mental health theme throughout the month. And then I also have some exciting things because it is my three-year anniversary with Unique this month. And so I am excited to share some of my unique things. I've shared a couple things in some previous episodes about Unique and why I love it. But thank you for listening. Stay confidently beautiful. And I will talk to you guys again next week. Thanks for listening. Connect with me on Instagram at confidentlybeautifulpodcast and share this episode with someone in your life who could use a little reminder of just how amazing they already are. Stay confidently beautiful.